Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasasa, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Oh, not Kyle Shimabukuro. Nope. Mr. Devin you almost, Nakuba. You almost said Kyle. Just I almost said Kyle. <laughs> I'm so used to the saying Thanks. Kyle. Yeah. So Kyle, um, believe it or not. Kyle. Yeah. After all this. All this time. All this time yep. of maybe I was by somebody, so I don't want to come in and uh, this and that. And really? He's so paranoid. Last yeah. week we were saying, yeah? Yep. Freaking Kyle, he's so paranoid. Yep. Hey, so we, we, we've been uh, <laughs> we've been teasing him this whole time, but now he's he's down and out for the count. He's got it. Uh, although uh, I texted him and he seems like he's okay. I'm yeah, like, I mean, he was sending me pictures of couches and stuff. Huh? We're, we're oh, trying to find a couch for the, the living uh, room. So. Oh, come on. I got pictures of couches. So, oh, uh, wait. Never mind. I don't, you're, I'm getting them. Never mind. I don't want him to start sending me. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. So, it's uh, just never going to end. Kyle will hopefully be back next week because he got it like a couple of days after our no, last. No, dude, he's going to be saying, no, I no can, but I've got to be like 10 days. Yeah, but so isn't 10 days himself, after next podcast? It doesn't podcast? matter. He's going to keep himself out like 20 days. Just because. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we, we wish Kyle the best. Hopefully, sir, you get better soon. And um, we'll have you back in the podcast yeah. very quickly. All right. Yeah. But I don't know. The seat's kind of comfortable for me now. I, I don't know. know if I want to. Tevin's been sitting there quite a bit. <laughs> uh, before we begin, let me remind Ooh. our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch. Did you just call me Kevin? I said Devin. Oh, sounded like you said Kevin. He doesn't right. know. Anyway. It's on tape. <laughs> Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Then you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. Finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. Got a couple of emails about uh, Spaz's book. Oh, nice. So we're going to be sending those out right away. Sped to success uh, by book. Cutmaster Spaz. Yeah. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. There was a person who became a patron last week. Her name is Kim. Kim, hi there. Hey, Kim. Thank you for being a patron. But uh, please message me back with where I can send your T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, you know, I don't know what, what happens, but a lot of people sign up for the Patreon and then I message them like, hey, where can I send your T-shirt? And then I never hear anything back from them. I don't know if maybe it's because they don't know how to use the app, the Patreon. No, app. it's because they're saying, you know what? I'm just gonna give you the money. Out that, of that's no. The people have done that. They're like, I don't need yeah. the shirt. I just wanted yeah. to donate. You know, which is fine. Which is great. But you know, I want to give the shirts out <laughs> because the shirts. Yes. I like otherwise, he's sitting in his house and he doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. No. Okay. So Kim, <laughs> maybe please, like please get back to me. Thank you to Koopa Koopa Landscaping, Landscape Architects, our sponsor. Please, um, you can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate or go to koopakoopalandscaping.com for all your landscaping needs. And of course, Fort Ruger Market. I went to my, my solid base of chicken long rice today. Mm-hmm, yep. That's Very like good. two out of the three times you've been eating that thing. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. trying to like, um, because I eat, I eat a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. And Darren Leong, who's uh, part of our crew, Kind of like scared me when he talked about his mercury levels and stuff. Oh. Eating so much fish, I try to not eat fish all the time, but it's kind of hard to avoid. How is his mercury level? Is it that bad? Yeah. Well, he had to stop eating fish for a while. Really? Yeah, because it was elevated or whatever. And they don't. I was like, "How much fish do you eat?" He's like, "I eat a lot of fish." Like, okay. So, I don't well, know. Raw fish or ra- raw fish, fish? poke kind of oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. We well, cook fish, and you're good. Oh. 
Is that how that works? I have no idea. I'm assuming it's not. It's not, it's not a not bacteria. Like you can it's the mercury. mercury out. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say. How do you get tested for that? How did, yeah, how, know, does, right? how did he know he has levels? Yeah. Were high? I think. I think you can ask for like it's like vitamin D. You can ask for a vitamin D test or whatever, but it's not part of a regular testing. I don't know. Oh. You would think everybody would have to go get tested for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Living Here in Hawaii least. and the way we yeah. eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, don't forget to uh, rate us on iTunes, please. Five five star. If you don't want to do five star, that's fine. Just Ignore the whole rating thing that I just talked about. Yeah. Thank you, Devin. All right. Uh, you can go to Kubo94.7 to find Devin. You can go to highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle's designs. And, of course, locationshawaii.com to find me. And Kyle's got a new uh, design series coming out soon. For, he does? Uh, Broken Slipper and Throne, I think. I know. I saw some stuff about the UH uh, that was coming out. Oh, so we have a special hey, guest here. Dave Kusumoto is going to stop you, by to the podcast. We are live filming. How come we live? In. All right. Wait, hold what? on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, turn turn Mike Dave's mic on. <laughs> oh, what's up? Wait, we're li- wait. Oh, he's asking well, we're, if, we're, if we're, live, we're recording like, yeah, right we're, now. We're like live in the uh, sunset. Uh, okay. <laughs> now he's panicking because he's like, wait, what? Are you live? Well, well we're, no, we're, we're recording. Not, we're well, recording. not like Instagram live. Oh, okay, but okay, like, but it didn't start yet. Well, technically we started because he's doing the You know what, thing. I cannot, for some reason, I cannot just hit record. Like, I got to stop and then hit record and then <laughs> no, go. I just want to say I'm somewhat related to Chaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was mentioning. All right, well, well, we'll uh, hold on, hold on. Let me turn turn you on. <laughs> well, you right, okay. hi- well, you might as well say hi and be like on record. Oh, just yeah. saying hi, yeah. All right, I turned Dave's no, mic No, but then, then you got to cut. And then no, that's okay. A video for like a weird amount of time. No, then no, no, it's fine. That's all right. Dude, trust us. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we're more happy. Does we're anyone even watch this we're thing? More, yeah, <laughs> I know. We're more actually, I do. <laughs> yeah, we're more excited <laughs> that you're actually here than anything else. So. All right, so let me introduce. Like, this is like a really bad intro. It took yeah. longer than five minutes for us to do that intro, by the way. Okay, Chaz Umamoto. Thank you, Chaz, for being Chaz. here. Is a singer, songwriter, producer. Uh, just a, an all-around guy kind of in the music business. He's been here. He's been to L.A. And we've been friends for a bit. So um, he's here on the podcast today to talk music business. Woo! I think. Anything you want. Yeah, we're going to talk all kind of stuff. We might but, talk movies. But uh, apparently he's related to Dave in some way. Yeah, so um, my wife's brother. Okay. His wife was hanaid by the family of Chaz's oh. wife. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. like family. Yeah, so it's like my sister when you go with your brother. There you go. That's, right. That's a better way of saying yeah. it. That's right. That's yeah, right. That, yeah, that definitely cut it down a little bit. It sure did. Wait, but so how long has your sister been with your brother? Oh, what, get, was it three years now? Four? Because like we did the wedding. They have a child now. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Right before yeah, okay. the pandemic? The wedding was like a year before. I think so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow, they got yeah. married and then straight into the pandemic. So it's weird because we met Chaz through Streetlight. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Met way back. Way back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now you're actually related yep. to marriage. Yep. So we see him at family gatherings. And that's gatherings. the thing about Hawaii, only man. And that's why... Only in Hawaii. I don't think this is the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why everybody's so nice here. <laughs> It's because, well, you know, know you never know mm-hmm. who you're going to yeah. end up being related to, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it's a small island. Don't yep. be a dick, man. One could argue yeah. that's why Tinder doesn't work in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Oh, really? 
think about it. Like, you, like, mess around with all these people and then, like, you know, you're going to run into their parents or their cousins <laughs> or something <laughs> sooner or later, right? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't happen yeah. to our friend Brian, so. Huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Thank you for throwing that ball. <laughs> Tinder. I, I, you know, um, our friend was. But never have, but we old, so never have Tinder then. So he could like sleep with whoever he want, and nobody gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would sleep with him anyway, because it didn't matter. He's so gonna kill me when he sees this. Well, well, well I'll leave his name. But he has to sure. say. But he has to say, it's true. If Kyle was here, he would go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we all have that friend that you know. Had fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Sure. Did, you know, did the stuff that we all wish we could do. And we never did because we're Asian and we don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but we always got that one Asian friend that has no compunction and just kind of goes with it. We're all, right? wor- we're all worried Come about on. him through the High Sessions podcast. Yeah. Right? It's the best, man. <laughs> we're, all, we're all old enough. We, we know, right? You go to the club and have clubs and, you know, your yeah, friend goes... Yeah. Your friend goes off, and while we're sitting around drinking beer and talking story, they are meeting chicks yeah. and going off with the chicks and I then telling us the stories of what happened. Were after you a big club guy? Uh, here and there. I never liked to go because I would go, and then I would stand there with guys like you and not <laughs> go home with anybody. And I'd go, well, this is really cool, but... Oh, man, shit, don't, don't pull me into that group. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you're young, so... You so know. let me guess. I appreciate that. Point after. You're a point after guy. Bruh. Well, I am that old, but no, it was more oceans. What is and point stuff. after? See, you wouldn't know, but oh, we yeah. know. Yeah, we know. Oh, is that point a club? Point after was a club, yeah. It was a club in Waikiki. In the Hyatt? Yeah. Hyatt Regency. Hyatt. That was the a Hyatt spot, anymore. man. That was the Waikiki something, That's something. The, that was a spot, okay. right? Yep. The spot in my yeah. day was uh, World Cafe mm-hmm. yeah. or Ocean Club. Point after series. And then before that was Maharaja. Oh, brah. But wow. uh, I still remember. Ours was a Studebaker's. Yep, Studebaker's. Point after. Yep. Then oh. it turned into Ocean. Oh, uh, what, what was the place? Uh, rumors. Rumors. Yeah, yeah, rumors. Before it was Retro Rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Primetime Rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, just in the last podcast, we had Spaz on, you know, Cutmaster Spaz. Love Spaz. And he, we were talking about clubs, and Kyle's like, how come there's no more clubs anymore? Do people not go and Spaz like, bruh, there's clubs. This is, they're not marketing to you. <laughs> you know, like, you're old. Most people, they're all married and they get kids, bro. They're not, yeah. they're not trying to get us into the club. So he's like, there Sorry. are clubs. It's just that you don't hear of them because you're not 20, yeah. right? You're not 21. Because I'm old. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. so Who's that? Is that a Shayna? Oh, Shayna, come here. Shayna, do you want to be on the oh, podcast? Apparently, this is. Uh, oh, no, oh, it's a. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Bring, okay. We're going to bring everybody on. So now's a good time for me to. Yeah, you can, you can, you head can out. go if you want to bounce. That's there. fine. That's good seeing you, Dave. Bye, Dave. <laughs> Wait, send your wife in here, please. Oh, no. Just pop in and say hello. Well, okay, so we'll get started on the hard hitting stuff in a minute. Yeah. We keep getting distracted by family. Which is totally but again, part part of being in Hawaii, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I wish I had something interesting to talk about. Hey Shay, how's it going? Are you guys recording? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, live. Come, come sit down. Oh my gosh. Wait, come sit down, cause you get to tell the you get to tell the story about being Hanai and all that stuff. You look so well. I haven't seen you so long. Hi. <laughs> See, now we have a good-looking so person. So this is uh, Kusumoto, Dave's wife here. Yep. I've never <laughs> been on here before. Huh? 
I've never been on this. She's before. never been on the wow. podcast. Yeah. Wow, they, they gotta go. interview you. No. See? No. She even got her highlight shirt on. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. She's repping, man. <laughs> repping repping Kyle. So okay. And you didn't know him until No, we actually did know each you other know before. Each other before. Yeah. before what? Before Travis and uh, Julie. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. You, from church. Yeah. And through Chevis. Mm hmm. Yeah. Chevis? Yeah. Chevis Wong. Our friend. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good piano player. Chevis mm. composed the, the theme, opening theme song of the High Sessions TV show. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. And, and the Polynesian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chevis is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember he came in and played something once with Corey. Yeah, that's right. Oliveros? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. This is way too much inside baseball. I well, think no, it's it okay. Wait, wait. She here. wants to try and leave. Wait, yeah. no, Thank so you. Thanks, Shay. <laughs> no, now that we got her, you don't want to ask her a question? Um, oh, 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 do you remember the clubs? The what? Do you remember going to clubs? Yes. What was the clubs that you went to? Um, Sillies. See. Wow. Um, Studebaker's. Studebaker's. Oceans. Oceans, yeah. Um, Moose McGillicuddy's. Okay. So we're Mooses. Mooses. Yeah. Okay. We're getting a timeline um, of of age. I know. Well, she's I more my contemporary. What is your? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No bliss. It was downstairs at from the Kawakami's uh, building. Oh my god! So really? that was the underage drinking club. Oh. No, the underage drinking school. club. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. And you could park at Ala Moana and walk over there if you had to, right? Uh, so what we would do is we would park at the Catholic Church in Salt Lake because 24 hours the parking lot would be open. We'd uh-huh. carpool, find street parking in that area. Yeah, that was. Easy. We would go early, get the booth, you know, get in. Huh. We'd make money like we're bringing people. We're talking yeah. about everybody got the one friend that mm-hmm. like meets all the women, mm-hmm. and then we would sit there drinking whatever alcoholic thing we had <laughs> and talking story. Well, they mm-hmm. made their time. Agreed or denied <laughs> to this statement. <laughs> I, I don't know what Devin's talking about half the time. Yeah. Dude, you didn't even go to clubs. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were playing in the club. I, I, went, yeah. I, went, I, went, I went here and there. Yeah, but, but you never, like, you, you never date nobody. And then Stacy. <laughs> yeah. And then you got married. <laughs> you had kids. And that was it. He was lucky. Good move. Yeah. He has yeah. a lot he, of, like, emotional <laughs> trauma. <laughs> money. Yeah. I don't Save know how that money. happened. It just sort of, like, she wasn't there, and then she was there, and, and then they got married. Been there and then that was it. Yeah. I went, what the hell? That's not how that works. Like, there's Apparently the whole... for some. You know. 20... And, like, you married one that was that was good-looking, and she was bliss, normal. Three. The and best. She, yeah, and she's, <laughs> like, from Maui, so she was no bullshit. And then... Well, and, and she loves him. What is going And then, yeah, and then she, like, really actually loved you because we tested her. Oh, you did? Yeah. Like, we were testing her on. Make Was sure it multiple she's cool choice? with you and all that. And I don't know. She just, we didn't understand it. We're like, what? Okay. All right. Bye. All right. And okay. it continues to this day, so it's great. Yeah. Okay, bye. Sorry. Well, thank you. Okay, yes. Thank you for stopping I love Stacy too. She's awesome. <laughs> Hope you're listening to this. <laughs> she does not listen to this podcast. She didn't listen. That's, that's the only reason I'm saying all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. why we're friends. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Bye. Shanae, drink coffee. Um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, special coffee. Oh, you made this? Yeah. Nice. I got one for you, too. You drink coffee. I'll make it. I'll make it. We're going to make coffee. Thank you. Thanks, Shay. All right. Okay. Okay. So sorry. After all that, sorry, okay, wow, back that to like, our guest. Was that like 17 Chaz. minutes of us just talking? Fi- we're 15 minutes sorry. into this podcast. Woo! Okay. Just, uh, yeah.
But okay, Chaz. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, no, 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 he's fine. He's like, I know all these people, so it's cool. <laughs> That's true. All right. Okay. So the brews, music, all this kind of stuff. I want to talk to you because we met a long time ago on a radio show. I was really impressed with your thoughts of the music business, and you know, honestly, I get impressed with musicians, but I get I get even more impressed with people who can play music, but also run around in the music business and be successful. And I think you and I have a similar thought process about that. Mm -hmm. But let's explain who you are first. So you start <laughs> playing music here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a really general, quick, quick That's explanation. <laughs> you do that here for a while, move to LA to learn from, you know, people up there, production, uh, music, music business, all that stuff. Lived up there a few years, got a lot of knowledge, had a kid, came back to Honolulu and you've mm -hmm. been here for a couple of years and mm -hmm. you do mostly music production, songwriting, mm -hmm. all those kind of things now. Am I am I getting that part correct? Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. All right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You got you to gotta back up, dude. Because well, people we, we who are listening... Up 15 minutes yeah, no, but people who are listening and don't know who he is, they just know... Like, he didn't jump fully formed into LA. Well, like, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you're well, from we'll here we'll, and all that stuff. We're going to go into that. All right. okay. okay. All right. Just checking. So, so... You're going out of order. Well, okay. Well, well, why don't you ask then? Well, no, I just, I, cause I don't, I, you, this always happens. Huh? You yeah. have people that are famous that you bring on yeah. and then you don't tell anybody anything about <laughs> them and you start like where Does, you knew them from and famous. I go, what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I, again, I met, I also met him, um, through music when he was in a band, um, but I, I know nothing about him, like where he matriculated from, where he yes, went to yes. school, so, so we'll, where did you get your home lunch, uh, you know, what your family is like, all that kind of stuff. Well, he is from Kalihi. Okay. So we did get the, uh, we did get, did get some of the Filipino delicacies from Ruger Market today, <laughs> which was nice. I'm sure. Can't <laughs> it was really good. So your, your family is all from Kalihi, said? Yeah. So my mom and dad, you know, they're both grew up in Kalihi. My okay. dad's from the Valley. My mom's from uh, Lower, like across from Frankton. Yeah. Yeah. So they met at Frankton? Um, no, they met at a party after. I think they were in college. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they both okay. went to Frankton. Okay. Yeah. Then got together, had you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you went to school where? Um, so they didn't want me to go to Farrington, so they sent me to Mauna Loa. In, in <laughs> the, and my dad had an auto body shop. Um in uh, Mapunapuna, mm -hmm. and they would paint cars, fix cars, and so I think he used that address for a long time. Uh. And when I got to high school, I had to do the geographic exception. So they were like, "You're gonna have to like test in or like do this application. So you need to learn violin like now." Where I'm in elementary what? school, yeah. So violin. in elementary school, they're like, "Your only way into this high school is violin." So <laughs> they sent me to Kamehameha Summer School, which you, at that time you didn't have to be Hawaiian to take summer school there. Yeah, you just yeah, were right, right, priority, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And so they sent me to Kamehameha. They're like, "You're failing math. Take math, and you're gonna learn violin." And um, yeah, they just started in elementary. You need to do these things to get into high school. That wow. was like whole thing, right? Because wow. like, um, I think it's like Asian community consciousness, right? Like, yeah. you know, if one family or person does that, everyone else does the same thing. Because my cousin did that. He was in the orchestra at Moanalua. He's like five years older than I am. Hmm. And so they're like, you're going to do what he does. You're going to be a scientist too, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, my wife, um, 
she got a geographic exception and she didn't have to do any prep. She just said, I want to learn computer science and like video film stuff. Oh. So she didn't have to start anything early. She was just like, this is what I want. They don't have it in at Farrington. And she got in. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you're going to tell us that this, this uh, forceful making you learn the violin was the intro to your love of music. Um, I th- <laughs> not really, you know, I, I, I would say that I always like enjoyed music. We were always around music. Um, I, I recall like my mom, my dad played Hawaiian music and my mom, um, she was friends with, um, the Beamer family. So I remember, I have these memories oh, of wow. watching them play in their yard, um, <laughs> you know, wow. East side when I was a kid and Speaking my dad's brothers, no, no. they would just always jam. My dad would played music like for fun and all of our family members would always jam at every family gathering and they made me do like the Roy Sukuma thing. Okay. You know? Yeah. Actually, wow. like I have a, a memory of my dad playing music at uh, uh, Kapilani Community College and Pure Heart, you guys played right after. I was <laughs> probably in like, I want to say like elementary school and that was the first time I ever saw you guys. And I was like, that wow. That a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever remember playing with them yeah. at Kapilani Community And you College. said the same thing that everybody else said, yeah. Who's that tall Japanese guy and how come he can sing like that <laughs> I thought it was amazing I was like wow this is like so inter- they're like so good you wait know? so are you are you trying to tell me that you're you met your wife while you were in high school we um, were acquaintances mm. um, but her older sister and I were um, in sports together and the, the reason I met my wife uh, we didn't date till like after college okay. but um, after school, I was like a student, scholar, like athlete. I was just like really into my academics, really into sports. And the one bathroom that was open after school um, was where she would hang out by herself after school alone. What? During the school day, it was called Black Street. So all the like the hood kids, military kids would hang out there. Yeah. But after school, there's this one bathroom and it's like she would be alone there every day, like reading, talking to her, ex, you know, her boyfriend at the time on the cell yeah. phone. And I would have to pass by her every day just to go change my clothes to go work out. And it was so embarrassing, right? Because, you know, you, you do your business in the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I guess <laughs> see this girl every day. I was going to say that's an odd place to set up shop. Yeah, yeah. right. You but know? that's why she was there, too, because she also knew this is the only bathroom that's open after school. Oh. And she would just wait there for hours for to get picked up. Oh, to get picked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. How interesting. Wait, what sports did you play? Um, outside of schools in tennis and soccer, okay. um, martial arts, like taekwondo, hapkido. Oh, wow. And then... In school, I was in cross country and track because I knew that I could do well in those things. Mm. You know, whereas like tennis and soccer, I probably get beat. You know, silly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Why well, well, I I played I played a little soft tennis in my day. Yeah. And I remember um, getting worked by some kids that were way smaller and younger than me. So because I, y'all do that spin thing on the ball. I mean, yeah. I, remember, I remember doing that in high school, it's, it's too. And you watch, when somebody knows how to play, they serve you and the ball just does this. Sorry, right, right, if you're right, watching, right. I know you're, some of you are watching on the screen, but if you're just listening to us, the ball, when you hit it correctly, it, it morphs. It, like, it, it goes yeah. out and comes in. And, and when you're watching it come toward you, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> And then it hits, and then it scurries off in a different direction. I hated soft tennis. You always felt like such an asshole playing that game if you didn't know how to do it right. Yeah, it was terrible. But all the girls played soft tennis. I played soft tennis. For the 
For the chicks? For the chicks. Really? Didn't work, but yeah, yeah. You know. It's okay. It's, you you, you made out it. You gotta give it a good fine. shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you did all right. All right. Okay. Wait. So okay. Wait. Went to Mauna Loa. After Mauna Loa, went to uh, University of Hawaii at okay. Mauna Loa. Yeah. And majored in. Um, at first, I was doing like microbial, you know, science. Right. It was like okay. getting to college. I was supposed to go to a UC school. Ended up staying, and so my entire existence was get into college, mm-hmm. be a scientist like your cousin. And halfway, I dropped out for a semester. I got really sick. And then when I went back to um, the university, I decided I'm going to switch my major and oh. get an English degree because the professors are saying I'm pretty good at it. And I know, uh, like looking at my credits, if I switch my major, <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. out fast, right? Because yeah. I didn't have a exactly. fast loan. Yeah. You know, we we're just like yeah. trying to get up. I'm like right. working. My m- parents are helping me a little yeah. bit, letting me still live at home. And my mindset was just, I need to get out mm. fast. Mm. And I already had a full-time job. By the yeah. time I graduated college, I worked in human resources at the gas company. Oh. So to me, it was like, I don't need a degree. I got a job that mm. I'm going to be in for the rest of my right. life, in yeah. my mind. Um, and you were getting experience at the yeah. same time. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all the while playing music. And then, right. you know, I just decided when I graduated college, just kind of clicked one day. I was like, maybe I should try to do music. Because... All this other stuff was easy, you know? Like, oh. I've done well in school. Um, I got the job that's supposed to be hard to get. Um, <laughs> and I made, a, you know, pretty decent money. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I missed the challenge, right? Because everything up until that point was always about the challenge. Mm. And I didn't know that about myself at that time. But I realize it now. I love the challenge of the uphill. Mm, you really? Know? Yeah. You know, like, I think... The science, like in science, like I like that about science. It was like, oh, this is challenging. Let me do this, right? Right. You know, you're fighting against all the other pre-med students to get into the class and then like get the B on the curve, right? And um, same thing with English department. It felt competitive. But in terms of career, there's tons of jobs. Or when I graduated college, I feel like there were tons of jobs, right? Teachers, journalists. Um, but the thing my parents always said was, don't do music. That's something we do for fun. There's no jobs. There's no money in that. Um, and then when I became a musician, everyone said, don't not do reggae or Hawaiian music because there's no money or jobs yeah, in that, right? Okay. So I think I I did it for the pursuit of the challenge. Wow. Mm, yeah. And then so you you do that here for a little while, but then you moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? L.A. was crazy. I like to say I lived the dream and I drowned in it. You know, mm. like everything I ever dreamed or wanted to do, I feel like I got to do that when we were artists and when I was in LA, um, it was constant playing because we didn't have other jobs. We just, every single day, right? Monday through Friday or, you know, sometimes the weekends, it's we're in meetings, we're in writing sessions, you know, cutting records, uh, traveling up and down the coast, playing gigs. Like we were, it was just stacked, right? Every single day. And um, dealing with offers from like management or labels, booking agents, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. And so I feel like I had, I was in no short supply of like the experiential things that maybe the young me aspired to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was wild. And then one day I just realized I don't like this. <laughs> Everyone else around me <laughs> loves showing up and performing and entertaining people. And I was like, I don't love that. Like, I don't love it to the point that I could do it every day, five days a week. Mm. you know, for several hours. Um, 
love talking with people after the gigs and stuff. That's great. You know, love meeting people. But to be on, to be the focus point, I realized I don't like this. I want to be at home and I want to write music. I want to produce music. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love working with people, but I don't like performing. I, I feel like I'm looking at your younger mirror image, dude. Yeah. Hey. It's kind of spooky. No, that's exactly I take that what as I compliment. I, I'm like, yeah. I like pressing buttons. Yeah. More. It's yeah. fine. No, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just really funny to see the two of you. Cause yeah. You just, I, it, I, that sound you heard was me tapping John on the shoulder because as he's talking, John's like, yes. Yeah, I have a very yes. similar experience. And it was that same epiphany. In the yeah. middle of it, in the mid, like he did that with you did that with teaching, and then you did that with music. Where one day you just went, dude, I don't, I don't like doing this, man. Teaching was a little bit more like uh, I thought about it, but mm. no, I remember clearly, and it was kind of weird because it was at the zoo. So we we played pure yeah, heart. We just played the zoo, the zoo. <laughs> at after like twenty something years. Yeah. Know, but I remember twenty something oh. years ago at kind of the height of the pure heart thing we did the zoo concert and there was i don't know how many thousands of people there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i couldn't even walk around i was getting constantly just like john 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 mm-hmm. you know and i just thought i don't really like this yeah <laughs> you know like i mean yeah. it's nice to be to be admired and and you know people appreciate what you do but the the everybody wanting a piece of you because you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have something that they want or mm-hmm. they, you know, that part was kind of like, uh, yeah. When you, were you married by the time that mm-hmm. you were in California? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So how did your wife deal with that? Because the touring and the, yeah. all the stuff, I mean, um, we, for a long time, well, first we were in a long distance relationship for many years before we got married. And so we always had these conversations about when we get married, our life might be like this. Are we mm. going to be okay? And um, it definitely had its challenges, but mm. she was so supportive of the move. She was so supportive of my career. We, I can't remember a single time we had ever had a conversation where she was like, "You shouldn't do that anymore," mm. you know, or like, "I don't like this." Mm. Like, yeah, there's probably days where it was like, "We don't have enough money in the bank to pay our rent," you know. Um, but we never had a conversation like, "You shouldn't do music anymore. You shouldn't continue to pursue your career." Yeah. Wow. So, so she was so understanding. Yeah. So for the younger artists that are thinking, because there was a bunch of you guys mm-hmm. at that time that moved to L.A. Yep. At the same time, like, would you recommend other artists to do that just for the experience? Or is, is it, would you say, no, man, you can do it here. You don't have to go there. Yeah. I know um, our, our buddy Justin, uh-huh. you know, moved to L.A. And at that time. And Tennessee. And I then was back the to one, LA. <laughs> I was one of the ones, and I mean, he had very prominent Hawaiian artists here telling him, "Don't do it. Stay here. You mm-hmm. can. You got everything you need here." He he did it, and uh, he's done well. You know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, from your experience, I mean, would you, as a trial by fire, would you had your, if you had a mentor mentee that you were mentoring in the music business, would you mm-hmm. send them off to California? Oh, absolutely. But it depends what you want. I think you have okay. to start with, at the end of the day, this is what I want in terms of like success or lifestyle, whatever it is. Um, I think you can make it here. Like my band, right, when I was in it, we were successful in Hawaii before we ever moved. We, mm-hmm. It was our full-time job. Mm-hmm. We were making a lot of money. Um, we had a lot of gigs. We had a lot of opportunities, weddings, corporate, you know, like shows. Um, so you can stay here and have a music career. Most definitely, you can. We were married before we left, right? So yeah. you could 
sustain that. Um, but if you aspire to, okay, maybe I want to be nationally recognized the same as like the baby Dua Lipa and like whoever, right? Like Jack Harlow. Like at that level of influence, you need a large machine to support you. Mm-hmm. Someone that's going to be willing to put, um, you know, six figures to like break you as an artist. So I, it's, do you want to spend four years in another city or in like a music machine steady or do you want to spend four years four years here where hawaii is a very very influential place um you know between asia and the west coast fashion food tech all of that um it's just at the end of the day like what what do you want you know because i feel like nowadays people uh, there's more and more opportunity for people to stay here Mm -hmm. because of the way that the internet works now worldwide but at the same time at least the artists that I know that do well financially, they got to travel because you got to yeah. go out and, and get in front of other people. The Hawaiian right? artists specifically, I think the reggae artists as well, right? I mean, they, they have to go to Japan. The Hawaiian artists all have to go to Japan because they got to do gigs and yeah. take a halau with them and do all that stuff. The mm-hmm. reggae guys go to, I don't know, Jamaica or whatever. Well, no, a lot go of them the are doing West Coast. West Coast. Yeah, yeah, West Coast yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Southern Cal appetite. Can we... Can we say what band he was in? Yeah, you can say what band. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, because for people that <laughs> he was don't a street like Cadence, just in yeah. case you're curious, because we keep talking about the band. I realize I'm sorry. We never actually said the band that he was in. Yeah. But uh, and I think that's that's informative for people because street like Cadence, when you guys came out, were unlike anything anybody had ever seen, anything anybody had ever heard. The the music that you guys played, by and large, in fact, what ninety nine percent of what you did was original was original mm-hmm. which is also unusual for a band and you played instruments that were unusual i mean guitar and stuff but there's i was a lame guy i played guitar yeah. <laughs> hey, i just started playing repping the ukulele you know like, it was like <laughs> but but i think that um uh that unusualness uh of mm-hmm. it that the i want because i don't want to call it niche because it's not niche because yeah. you played pop music you just played mm-hmm. it with different instruments mm-hmm. um and and you made it so that when people would bring you to a corporate gig or whatever, they knew what they were getting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a specific voice that they were getting when yeah. they got it. And that's something very different from here because here, you know, unless you're the green and you take or, or natural vibes and you take your reggae and you implant it, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to take what you guys did, there's nobody else who can do it. So if you were mm. going to take it to the mainland, you go, hi, we're Street Like Cadence. By the way, did you check us out on the internet? And they go, holy shit, what is that? Yeah, I mean that's what everybody would. Do. I I yeah. guarantee you that's what everybody did. But yeah. once they heard it, they went, okay, we can we can have more of that, right? So like mm-hmm. you were saying, it's easy to sort of take it and go, well, here we can do it here, and here we can do it here. Whereas if you're doing, sorry, but like if you're doing Hawaiian music, right? Any number of bands can do Hawaiian music, but mm. are people doing it? Are they, are they just doing shalang lang? Are they doing stuff that's just all um, with hula? Are they doing stuff that's um, other people have written or are they writing their own music that's why I think like Sean and Lehua and the kind um, have Kavika Uncle Kavika, Kavika. Yeah. yeah they've done well for themselves because they're writing their own stuff mm-hmm. and right. performing their own yeah. stuff and by the way congratulations congratulations, yeah, congratulations. all the Nahoku winners but um, sorry I didn't mean to rant on that but that, that was the thing that struck me about Street Like Cadence when you guys came out because I said if these guys put in the time and the effort mm-hmm. and you were saying that you know they kind of said you take all the business stuff, right? If you got somebody who's got that sharp business acumen part of it, mm-hmm. there was there was no limit to what you guys could do. Yeah. And then you also 
took that um, that social media aspect of it mm -hmm. that not a lot of people did. And I don't know if that was you or if it was the boys all kind of getting together, but you know, videos would show up or, you mm -hmm. know, we're gonna be here, we're gonna be there. And mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, these guys are amazing. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, anyway. I appreciate all that. I think um, it's not by chance for me from where I stood. It was, yeah. I had these experiences watching my peers and people older than me trying to have music careers. Mm -hmm. I um, watched my dad, you know, do music on the side and um, also being at the label, my first internship was with Brett Ortone and uh, Emo Garza at Go Aloha. Okay. And so watching them put together Rebel Soldiers and Kaloi Kai yeah. and um, mm. I would just take things I would be present in and learn from them and I would always ask like, how did you do that? Um, what would you do differently? And I thought, okay, when I finally have that thing, I'm just gonna hopefully try to apply what I learned, mm -hmm. try to hopefully do better um, in my risk, right? Cause it's all risk, research yeah. development, right? You spend money, will this work? If I do this post, will it work? If I buy this CD or if I pay this company to help me, whatever, you know, will it work? It's all research and development, which mm -hmm. is what business is, right? Start a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's where that's where the two you're like mirror image to this point because at this point <laughs> at this point you took it and went okay I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and John went yeah, it's too much work, <laughs> too much work. <laughs> if I'm going to do it I'm going to get a return on selling houses and you know what I mean so mm -hmm. but you uh, I, I do have to give you credit because you took that drive that he's talking about and you put that into the the real estate portion of what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how you worked with Rod. You learned from him. You, you know what I mean? And so it's it's fascinating that the two of you form these um, these sort of parallel successful careers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you yeah. could have easily, you probably could have well, easily I mean, if you I wanted mean, to do and that. And then the next but. thing was the High Sessions project. You yeah. Know? So yeah. it's like, I, I get the itch every once in a while that I want to do something and then, you know, I get real intense about it. Yeah. And, and, but for me, it's just <laughs> like, a the, like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, it's all about just consistency and just mm -hmm. trying because, yeah. you know, like um, a lot of people have great ideas, but they never execute on right. them. Right. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially musicians. Mm -hmm. Like I get all the time like, oh, I got this song and they play it. It's like, oh, that's actually really good. You should record that. Yeah, I'm going to record it. And then you see him like five years five later. Five years later, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that song? Oh, yeah. I still got that song. Oh, I'm going to record oh. it. It's like, yeah, okay. A, a lot of musicians are just that way, you know, like, I, I don't know what it is about their DNA, but they have great ideas, but in order to make those ideas successful, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make it yeah. happen, right? Yeah. And so that's where I think Chaz is, is really talented is, is, and I, I wanted to talk to him because, so now you, you're doing the bruise, mm -hmm. you're doing your own music, but you do mostly- Yeah, show off the shirt, man. Oh. Hey! Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. But you do mostly production now and actually help songwriters and, and singers with their projects to get things off the ground. So what mm -hmm. made you think about that as a um, uh, legitimate business model? So I realized that's the aspects that I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. And it's the least, um, in my opinion, it's the easiest point of entry into a working relationship with another music person without major consequences or like bad business dealings right so mm -hmm. if i write a song with you john and we say like okay whatever happens you get 50 i get 50 if you don't like the song you don't have to cut it right, right? and even if you, and if you didn't like the experience of working together then we don't have to work together ever again 
And I felt like, wow, that's like such a good um, low impact risk to work with someone. <laughs> where like, because I, I, for a hot second, I thought maybe I should become a music manager. Because when I left the band, all of my friends asked me, oh, you, would you manage me? Like oh, in wow. LA and here. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like God or the world saying be a music manager, right? Because I had like at least 30 people. Oh, like it was like really quick after I left the band wow. when the news spread. And I was like, maybe I'm supposed to do that. And then I thought about it and I was like, I don't want to have people's livelihoods, like be responsible for whether or not mm. they can pay the rent or feed their families or like, you know, waste years of their lives um, and taking 30% of um, their, you know, their earnings. Whereas as a songwriter, I can still do music business. I can still help people without um, taking 30% of everything. And, it, and that's set better with like my soul and like who I am. Mm. Also... I met so many writers and producers in LA that just like, this is what they did. They just sat at home and the money would just come in. Like they didn't have to show up for work. They didn't have to work with nobody, right? John, and, the perfect job and, for you. And I was like, I what, what is <laughs> I've this? I've actually thought about this. <laughs> I was like, this is like the, this is like Illuminati kind of stuff, right? Mm. Like I was like, here's like, and, and no offense, but it's pretty much like a, um, a white Caucasian male dominated yeah. area of work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, songwriting and producing and so i was like how do i do that hmm. right and i thought about it. i was like back home I was like you know actually all the people who are doing music full-time in hawaii are producer engineers more so than artists mm -hmm. you know because so much of our heroes like they had jobs yeah. right whether you're in hawaii music or reggae music yeah and i was like wow like how do i figure out how to do that and so i was like okay and i had the same like yep the light bulb when so my our first deal of my first band PR, you know, we get, we got a quote unquote really good split, and it is a good split. Uh, mm -hmm. So so no no disrespect to our original producer, but we got a fifty fifty cut. So mm -hmm. producer takes fifty, we get the band gets fifty, and it, it, in the mainland it's way different. It's like the band gets like ten, mm -hmm. and the producer takes ninety. You know, so fifty fifty was great. But then I started thinking like, I started watching the producer. And I'm like, boy, he sits in his office all day. We're running all over town, going to the other islands, doing these gigs, promoting this thing, going on the radio, waking up early. Yeah. He's getting, and he only has to, he gets all of it. We're splitting it three yep. ways. Three you know? ways. Yep. So it's like, I got to get on that side of the equation. Mm -hmm. So then I got into production after what, when my band split. Yeah. So then I started doing more production. So same revelation, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so so what, I, what, I, what I was thinking was, okay, because I don't know what's going on now. It's been, you know. 15 years since I've done a project or uh, other than things that I've just done on my own and you know just yeah. carry the CDs in my case and sell them out of my trunk not even sell you giving those damn things give away, them away or, or whatever you know but <sighs> okay how, how does it work now because I see these bands a lot of these bands now especially the reggae ones that we we talk to that for high sessions and stuff they have a manager mm -hmm. they all have managers they're all running these social media things and they're going to the west coast and doing tours yeah. and they're doing all these you know reels and stuff and, and mm -hmm. how, how does one do it nowadays like what what is the process because before it was like make your product make your cd build a following try to get Devin to play you on the radio mm -hmm. that was the plan yeah right and then if it takes off from there then yeah. you just keep pushing forward right mm -hmm. but now it's not like that because yeah. you can like I, i've thought about this too like you you don't even have to be like a name. You could just continually just put up product, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like I, I thought about this. I was telling. Uh, I mean, I mentioned it to Devin like two two seconds ago. But I thought about I could just sit in my house and just make like um, 
royalty-free music and just put it up online for people to use in their commercials or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and then I, I could just do that on a regular basis all the time. And then you know, over time, this, like, this volume will hit, mm -hmm. right? And it, it, it's, it's like certain mass, right? Comes yeah. in. Or but, but how, yeah, so as a musician, what are the different ways or what are you looking at as how to, how to survive in this business? I think to survive, it's about intellectual property. So what you're talking about is mostly what we do is we work in sync. We work in music publishing. Okay, and I wrote this down. Mm -hmm. What is sync? Uh, synchronization I, of music to visual picture mm. or some sort of format, right? Yeah. Oh. So, um, and it's not royalty free because if you give it to a company, you still own the rights. You might split the master with them, kind of okay. like a producer deal. Yeah. But um, every time it gets played, even if this person spent like a hundred dollar subscription, if it gets played on YouTube, if it's played on Instagram, like wherever in the universe it is synchronized, you're still getting royalties. Oh. So it's okay. not royalty free. You're still well, getting. Well, they call it royalty free. Yeah, you're like, like a, yeah, because you, you get point of a cent, but yeah. Oh no, it's good. It's <laughs> Do you good, get money. good now? Yeah, because streaming is very small, right? It's like yeah. for every hundred um, intentional streams, you're getting six cents. Yeah. Right, but um, say a commercial on the television, very very different. You know. Mm. Pandora, oh yeah, yeah. If right? you're waiting, if you're waiting that kind of music, yeah, yeah. for sure. But um, I mean, the other question I had too was, you know, with regards to. The intellectual property aspect of it. Oh, sorry, am I hitting mm -hmm. the table? No. Oh, anyway, um, uh, Spaz was telling us last week when he was here. You know, a while ago, he was telling people just give the music away, just give the music because it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. You're not going to make money off the mm -hmm. music necessarily. Yeah. You've got artists like Bruce Springsteen selling their entire catalog for like eight million dollars, and you go, no, what I the hell would they do that for? Six hundred million. Or well, yeah, or six hundred so million, that's or whatever. The that's right? the hypnosis uh, fund that now Rogers owns part of the company, right? So they're European base. You can't um, access it through our normal, you know, stock market in America, but you can buy stock in that company. Mm -hmm. But when he's selling, he's not selling um, like the recordings, he's selling his songwriter rights yeah. to that fund. Right. And that fund um, basically represents it for him then on. They on paper own it, but he's still getting money from it too. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to manage that asset for him better than his estate will once he goes. Yeah. And so that's why they're selling to hypnosis. Ah, yeah. See, I didn't know. Yeah. They, they didn't mention that part of it. It just sounds mm -hmm. like there's all these older guys are selling all their mm -hmm. music. And I'm like, why the hell would you sell your publishing rights? Because yeah. I, I remember yeah. when it was such a huge hassle for Paul McCartney and John Lennon to get their freaking yeah. publishing back, right? And then because the Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson owned EMI. It, yeah. And he didn't want to get it. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. how do you not how yeah. do you not have control of yeah. yesterday, Yeah, right? And so... I think in the public eye, when we talk about, like, rights, like, we always talk about, like, oh, own your rights. But, like, there's different rights. You have mm -hmm. your songwriting, publishing, and then the master recording, right? And... And there's other types of rights too, but those are the two big ones, right? The intellectual property mm -hmm. is what they, they're selling. It's yeah. the songwriting publishing, but the master is like the product, right? So it's like the IP, the idea for the iPhone versus like the actual physical iPhone. Um, so like Prince like owned his masters, yeah. right? And yeah. that was that whole conversation of like, yeah, you can fight to own your rights, you know, mm -hmm. but um, it's what you're willing to give up, you know, at the end of the day. Which is crazy to me in Hawaii because everyone, I know a lot of people for the last, 
I don't know, 30, 30 years in Hawaii have given away um, their publishing rights. Hmm. And that means for the rest of their life and their family's life, they won't own, you know, that part yeah. of that asset. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's the part where you make the money is the publishing rights, right? Uh, Generally? No? Depends where, what format is mm. using the music. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, initially, no, but then over time, it can be lucrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, who would have thought at this day and age that you were talking about that Kate Bush song, right? Yeah. Oh, Last yeah. time. So you never know when your song... Uh, again, music has become almost timeless because when you when you put it in a database like YouTube and it just comes out as recommended content, there's no like, there's no thought of continuity or timing. Mm. You know, it, you, you could get, you could be online and you're listening to some person that's popular now, but mm-hmm. it might recommend something that's older, but you don't know that you click on it and you like it. Yeah. So you start listening to it. And so mm-hmm. things that are old can still make money even yeah. today, you know, so it's always, yeah. Yeah, it's always important that you own the rights to your Well, that's stuff. why, yeah. I mean, Kate Bush owns everything. Well, she Apparently, does. she owns nice. everything. She owns the publishing. She owns the master. Yeah. She owns. She made sure. And this is in the 80s that she mm-hmm. did this. So the fact that in the 80s, she went, nah, I think I'll hold on to everything. Yeah. And yeah. so now, I mean, she's getting these ginormous checks yeah. for millions and millions of dollars. And she's going, I'm just sitting here gardening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but someone <laughs> at some money. point had to... Um, advance or spend money to promote her as an artist in that yeah. song, right? Because yeah. if it wasn't relevant, the music supervisor probably would have never known the song to pick it and put right, it in that right, song. Right, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and so there is value in owning, but someone still has to front a lot of money to market it, right? Right. And if you own a lot, then you can share a lot too. Mm. Artists can own. Me as a songwriter, producer, I don't have the right to own like everything, right? And so uh, my, the nature of what I do is I have to share. Right, because I need I need to be able to uh, write and work with an artist that we can share in something that they can then go promote or whoever represents them can go and promote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so getting back to my my question, like so what what is the way to how is the way to do it now? What what is the new new way that I'm I'm too old to, to <laughs> I, understand? <laughs> I think there's so many different avenues, like with. And I'm not an expert on NFTs, right? But that they're developing what mm. that looks like for music, right? Um, vinyl is back in full swing. Mm. Like there's more vinyl sales um, than CD sales um, every year. It keep going. It keeps going up. Um, and I think like there's a huge market for sync. Like think about how many different streaming sites, movies. Um, television shows, now, podcasts. Now when, you, when you do sync, is it just you find a distributor like, distributor like a CD Baby or DistroKid and you're going through there to do the syncing? Uh, no, no, no. you go through a publishing company. So a publishing company could either um, represent or they could share in the ownership. Depends on the deal and the nature of how the music is made. Um, but they would be the entity that would work as your agent. Right, they would be your like, shop around your music. Yeah, like hey, like if I came to you and say like, hey, I'm looking to buy a home, right? So like, the agent would be your publisher in music. Hmm. That person would go and then um, find a place to uh, license that music, not sell it, but license it. And then once it's licensed and it's put in synchronized in that format, then there's also royalties that garner in from that too. So it's two types of payments, right? There's the hmm. um, direct, and then there's the passive income. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know that 
CD Baby and those things do have a publishing arm that you can sign up for. Don't I'm do that. People oh. out there do okay. not do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a okay. strong opinion on this. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm curious because yeah. I-, I do I do that. Yeah. It's not <laughs> worth it. Don't I, do I, that. <laughs> you're, paying, <laughs> you're paying extra money for them to um, be a – like they're not openly shopping your music, John, right? And so right. like if I were – I help work on like a TV show called Holly Do It with Brother Nolan and um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so like, if as a music supervisor I said, "Hey, John, I want to license um, whatever song. Like, how can I get over right?" You can't give me the okay because CD Baby represents it. Ah. And so if I contact them and they don't respond and agree to the terms, mm-hmm. then you got to move. Then on. I have to move on. Yeah, but you wow. want a publisher like your intermediary agent to be shopping and pitching that song because every day like they're just getting. Hundreds of these emails says, oh, this TV show we're developing right now, we need a song like this. Yeah. Do you well, have something you, like well, this? Well, you know what I've been noticing, which yeah. is kind of interesting? Hmm. So a lot of these movies, so maybe you know about this. Mm-hmm. A lot of these movies, TV shows, uh, I was watching Reacher the other month. Mm-hmm. They're not using the original song. Yes. They will use a cover mm-hmm. of a song that is popular, but mm-hmm. they, it's changed, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, at that point... They're getting the licensing from the artist that did the cover, right? Um, for the recording, but the but they songwriting, still they still have to clear with the oh, songwriters, okay. publishers. I was going to say, is this a way of going around people? It's, it's not going around. It's maybe more affordable to license a cover than the recording of like right. the original, mm. like Eagles or Led Zeppelin. Oh, You're going to spend yeah. a million, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like if you get a cover, you don't have to clear it with the, the label that owns the recording. You just go to whoever wrote the song. Ah, yeah. See, yeah, see, I, yeah. I've been noticing a lot more of that lately, so mm-hmm. I think there's got to be a reason why they're doing that. What did that. you hear in Reacher that was a cover? I don't remember, but I remember yeah. sitting there. I, Reacher was, I've heard it in many, many shows. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, oh, this is just a cover of this song or mm-hmm. whatever. And then w- once it got to Reacher, I'm like, I've heard this enough that there's something going on here. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's wanna, a, now, television. damn it, now I gotta go watch the stupid well, episodes. Was a, of yeah. the it was a good no, no, it's, it's, they've been doing this for a long time for television because, um, like, Seinfeld's a great example. They replaced, like, all the music from mm-hmm. the time of broadcast versus, like, when you see it on the internet or DVD. Scrubs did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Scrubs had amazing oh, music. Oh, right? amazing music. I yeah. love Scrubs. Um, yeah. it's one of my best shows ever. Oh, yeah. And it's because, um, they just had the anniversary. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, the the um, they have to relicense the music when it goes to a new format, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the license usually ah, says, "I yeah. intend to use it for the film. It's going to broadcast or a television show will broadcast in this way this many times, yeah. f- and I'm going to yeah. license it for this many years." But then the moment it goes to DVD or streaming, they have to it's relicense the song, and then it goes to digital, and it's going to be yeah. more expensive, right? Because yeah. they know, right? Yeah, and so. Yeah. They send out these briefs to publishers, your agent, that say, we're trying to replace this song. Do you have anything like this song? Oh. And then they get it for cheaper to replace it for the new version. But the replacement, I mean, as with Scrubs, when they replace the song, it's just not even close to being the same. Yeah. It's not. They say, oh, yeah, it's sort of like, it's not even sort of like, it's not even, no. Like, you, yeah. you're hearing a song going, wait, what the hell is this? Yeah. So I bought, I bought all the DVDs of scrubs mm-hmm. because the dvds of scrubs have the original music oh, on oh that's if good if you buy if you buy the if you buy the digital versions not the same yeah, yeah. and they've they've just recently mm-hmm. started to backfill some of that stuff because i think they made an arrangement because mm-hmm. the whole scrubs thing kind of took off um and there you go by the way yeah. you get a chance that the uh scrubs rewatch 
uh, show. The, the podcast, yeah, you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, the podcast I, I, I is good. To it. Yeah, it's funny. I've I've been slacking on their episodes, but anyway. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry if we made you all yeah. put you all in the weeds with the whole music. No, there's thing, there's yeah. lots of money to be made. Um, it's just, are you going to take the time to learn where it is, mm-hmm. right? Instead of like, okay, like I just make music because like from an artist perspective. Um, and you're just creating, well, you should be a creative force. Make a lot of music. You still need someone to advantage it yeah. and make money if you're not out gigging on tour. You know, if no one's like, you know, funding you like 600, you know, like grand or something for you to like break as a national yeah, artist. Yeah, touring right? and all that stuff, yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, like in retrospect, as an artist, we would make, we would release like 10 songs every year and a half, right? That's like a record cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And after like five years, that's not a lot of music. That's not a lot of intellectual property. Whereas if you um, are making a lot of music and you can make a lot of music in a short amount of time all year long, I would rather know like I have 50 stocks at the end of the year versus like 10 every year and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think it makes more sense to have like more uh, not kids, but like, well, you know, I don't know. I was always of the philosophy too that, um, you know, most musicians, you know, musician life is you wake up about 11 a.m., <laughs> you rip a bong load, <laughs> maybe have some <laughs> breakfast, you know, then you get into your day, maybe play some video games, then about six o'clock, you got to make it to your gig, do a gig, mm-hmm. you come home at 3 a.m. and start, you know, start the whole cycle right, again. Right. But if you were to be more Jackson Brownish, and wake up every day up and, and do yeah. X amount of hours of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, I know my buddy Jeff Peterson, he's a, an amazing guitar player. He does X amount of projects a year, but he's also doing, he, he's doing tablature, you know, s- songwriting, like writing out music, working with the school. You know, he's mm-hmm. doing all these other things. If you can be busy enough, you can make money in music. Yeah. It's, it's not impossible, yeah. you know, but... Um, yeah, people. I think. Yeah. Think think of music as like, oh, yeah. I want to live like uh, Huey Lewis in the news in the eighties. I, I don't know. But, uh, by the way, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no 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 no. I'm gonna uh, finish your. I, I would say like, um, there's an anime that uh, has been running since I was a kid called One Piece, and like the premise of that is like there's this character who dies, but before he dies, he says, "And my treasure is out there. Go and find it." Right, and, and initializes a generation of people that go out looking for the treasure. Um, this is very similar where I had this moment that I realized, wow, you could get your song licensed and the fee to get it licensed is like 80 grand for an advertisement, sometimes more than that. Um, and you're not going to get that win, you know, doing it once a year. You have to bat and, mm. you know, or swing the golf club a lot of times just to get that one win. But if, if you get one out of 100 that that's like a salary for a mm-hmm. normal person right that's a pretty good salary for a year and so there is money out there it's just a matter of are you going to um play the game to make a lot of it and advantage mm-hmm. it and not starve to death before you get paid off yeah, <laughs> yeah. um okay i had two questions yes one is k-pop mm. <clears throat> because k-pop is everywhere yes k-pop is getting lots of recognition i know um <clears throat> the boys from bts uh you know they signed with hype the new thing they each got a million dollars to be with the company right um however 
Uh, I noticed in some of the songwriting credits, RM, who's the leader, uh, the rappers all actually have yes. writing credit. Yes. Right? Right. So RM probably makes more money than the rest of them do because he yeah. has writing credit as well as everything else. Yep. Regardless of... And if you're number five or number one, you still get money, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of those issues in the 90s. Like, bands like Smashing Pumpkins was like a democratic group of four people, right? But all of a sudden... Corgan wrote most Corgan of the music. is getting these checks in the mail, yeah. right? Light over um, Commodores. Same yeah, thing. same thing, yeah. right? Um, and so for K-pop, yeah, historically, the rapper would get songwriting credit because the rest of the song is being pitched by a team. Right, yeah. You know, like... Oh. Yeah. Right? So the one person who's, you know, getting credit on this song recording that the label's spending God knows how much money promoting, right, mm -hmm. all of a sudden is going to get royalties from because you're playing on the radio. It's being purchased and manufactured. It's, yeah. it's fascinating because mm -hmm. I think... Um, I think BTS was one of the few bands that actually did that, where the where the rapper was getting a cut, because you know, like a, I don't know, some of the bands they don't, they just sing, they don't really, right? yeah. Or the rest of the guys in BTS they just sing. It was Suga's raps as well, and so mm -hmm. does J Hope. So they would get individual credit sometimes. Yeah. But majority of the guys in the band, yeah. they're getting nothing. Yeah. They just they're just singing on these yeah. songs, that make billions yeah. and billions of dollars. So yeah. I was like, ooh, man. Even Backstreet Boys, it wasn't until their. Um, uh, Millennium album, what what we would consider the second, I think it's yeah. the third record, yeah. that Kevin um, co-wrote a song with Jason Bloom, um, Back to Your Heart. Mm -hmm. And so, historically, yeah, ba boy bands don't... Actually, that's like all of all the music we grow up. You know, like, for, as long as there's been an American music industry, there are writers and producers, mm -hmm. right? I think my generation embraced more of a, we're the artists and the writers, but mm -hmm. we like being artists more than writers. So maybe our songs aren't as good as maybe Lionel Richie or uh, Smokey Robinson's right. songs, right? Um, but uh, I have a friend, and a lot of people don't know that Hawaii's produced a K-pop idol. People don't know this. My classmate from high school, and um, her name is Becca Kim. We all went to Mauna She got um, picked out went to an audition and like all of a sudden she disappeared right after high school. Mm -hmm. She was in Korea and she was put into a group called After School. So they're considered a second gen K-pop idol group. Okay. And she was the rapper in the group. She was designated as a rapper. Oh, wow. So she, I know that she would get royalties because she would write on these songs. Nice. Yeah. She's also on our record that we put out. Oh, oh no yeah. kidding. <laughs> okay. Yes. Second yeah. question. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Second question real quick. Um, there's this, uh, this kid. I want to call him a kid even though he's got a mustache and a beard. Um, Anis? You heard of him? He mm. did a song called Sun and Moon, which I would see everywhere, absolutely mm -hmm. everywhere, uh, social media and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just this one song. And then it got picked up by TikTok, and it was him singing the song, but other people oh, doing... Sing along, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sing yeah, along yeah, yeah. to, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And that. that became <clears throat> the basis for the single that he put out, right? Wow. But it was like, hey, I'm going to put out the single a month, two months. Uh, by the way, don't forget, look for the single, a month. Two months. Oh, no. I was like, what the f Well, he finally put out the single, right? But too later. <clears throat> no, no, no. But oh. he's been... And he was going around and, and talking about it and whatnot. And, and he uh. got some play for it. He, I think he was on, like, The Tonight Show or Late Show or something. But now I'm noticing, too, they're more about the single than they are about mm -hmm. doing yes. an album. It's all about... I'll put out this one song. If this one song hits, yeah. then I'm 
I'm good. I'm covered. Yeah. And, and is that the is that the thing that you're talking about, where you get like this eighty grand for the one song? No, what I'm talking about is um, licensing the one song. Okay. You don't even have to release the song publicly, right? Because if whoever's working on like the new um, Jason Momoa movie, right, yeah. the music supervisor says we need a song for this scene. This is our budget. If I win that placement. I don't no, even have to release it. I should release it, you know, when the yeah. movie comes out. But just for them to license the music for that placement, it could be eighty grand. Right. Yeah. Okay. But there's think about how many films, TV shows, you know, like advertisements every day, right? Twenty four hours, so yeah. many networks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cues, and most of those um, opportunities are not being taken by uh, us, mm. right? There's people that sit at home on the mainland that are doing that. That's yeah. smart. That's smart, but I, I mean, I, th- it's interesting how it's moved into this single. Yeah, but life. yeah, that's because I mean, even the Korean ones, yeah. they, the Korean, the K-pop groups. Yeah, you know, yeah. BTS does a an album with seven songs, and I'm like, wait, what? What the hell? That's not an album. Blame that's, Kanye. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's like an EP, yeah. or they'll do, you know, uh, and Japan was doing this for a mm. while as well. Yeah, yeah, Japan right? sold was, the singles. They yeah. put out single, 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 yeah. and then they go, all right, well, you sold the three singles, so we'll do an album. Yeah. Or they just go, okay, single, single, oh, it didn't hit, okay, never mind. Because yeah. the on. return is better on doing singles. You don't mm-hmm. have to spend as much, right? And it's yeah. uh, you don't burn out doing the singles. That's what you're promoting every month, a different single. Mm-hmm. Um before it was like EPs, right? Like yeah. the extended play. Like um, new bands signed to a major label deal to say, okay, like before we announce you're like on the label or before you go out on your first big headlining tour, you're going to open up for a major band that's signed with the label, but you're going to release your EP. After you've acquired the fan base mm-hmm, openings right. from that tour, then we release your album at the end of the tour, like somewhere in that time. Um, but now, like, I, singles is the way to go it's yeah. more sustainable um you don't have to worry about like creating content right like if you don't have an album out like what's your content what's your str- strategy you're promoting for a three-month period with singles you can do 12 singles you know like if i didn't put out the record that we just put out i had the option to just release it once a month for the next 10 months the wow. music was done already but that's what i'm doing right now actually we're, we're just finishing up our next album um, that so, we're going to so release wait, wait. next let's year. Let's go because we're we're because I, I definitely want you to promote. So <laughs> Sorry. Oh, let's like talk about the I'm album. So the bruise. <laughs> yeah, you have your album coming out. Is out. It's out. It's out. It's out. Okay. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit about that before before we we wrap up here. So um, we have an album out. We're not trying to be artists. I said earlier, I don't want to like be an artist and like go out and perform you know every night anymore. But we realize that. What we're trying to do is just write with people. We're just trying to collaborate with people. We don't need to like replace their producers. We mostly produce our music and the music that people want us to like collaborate on. Um, but we need a calling card, right? You can't like have a mm-hmm. like a business without like proof of concept. Right. And so for us, we figured, okay, well, let's find a way to put out an album so that people can see this is what we are capable of. In order for them to say, hmm, I think that's a good judgment call to like write with those guys or like get something produced by those guys. And so um, we got a publishing deal during the pandemic. So oh. like we lost our gigs, like me and my business partner. He was in a band. I was like doing sound gigs and like things. And so he lost his gigs. I lost my gigs. And um, thankfully, we got a publishing deal during the pandemic from this company called Marmoset Music. How'd you Portland. do that? Um. You Min- sent them a bunch of songs, and they went, "Oh, okay." Um, just 
you know, like building a relationship with them over the years, you know, wow. networking. And you can do it too if hey. you go to the Hawaii Songwriting Festival coming up in October. Shameless plug. Okay. I, I'm on the board, so I have to, uh, you know. Right. But, but that's where, like, honestly, like, that's where all the connections when I was in Streetlight and what allowed us to move to LA, we got through that conference. Oh, so wow. before I was involved and I was just an attendee, like, that's where, you know, those opportunities came from for us. Um, that's what convinced us ultimately to go because we knew people in the industry. Mm. But coming back to the publishing deal, like, yeah, me and my partner Josh had met um, the owner of the Marmus, uh, the ad agency publishing mm-hmm. company um, many years before, and we would see him every year at this thing. And finally, we were able to convince that company to give us a publishing deal. So wow. they paid us to make music that they would then represent. That we would share mm. in, mm. and so that was a godsend during the pandemic because we got kept the um, lights on. a lot of yeah, kept the lights on, mm. got some advances, um, and then also made some money on top of that through them licensing the music. Oh, so nice. we've had like Samsung commercials, like HP, uh, Hewlett Packard, wow, wow. Um, T-Mobile, stuff. Verizon. I mean, I was listening to them like, wow, this sounds like anything you would hear anywhere from yeah. the main. Like, it's really good. Good production. Are you guys doing it at your own studio? Do you have yeah, your just own like space? at home. Like <laughs> my, like his room is like smaller than this, and my room is, you know, like living room over there. But that's what ah. I saw Emo do when I first yeah, started. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so yeah. My mind was like, yeah, you can do it at home. Yeah, but Emo is freakishly. Yeah, I look at Emo. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm never gonna be able like, to do that. Yeah. He's like a yeah. savant. Yeah. yeah, that guy is crazy, man. You love, know? I love Moose. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that that's what for us convinced us. We're like, wow. We, we now, we're the guys that now sit at home and the royalties and licenses just come in. Nice. Yeah. Huh. You're like the Smeezingtons. That's exactly right. our inspiration. Yeah. That was it. Because yeah. I saw that happen in LA and I was like, holy no, shit. Who, like, producers in LA make songs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you're not paying them to record the song you wrote. Yeah. And so my dream was, I want to come back and do that because we have such a great talent pool in Hawaii. Like, compared to L.A., definitely, right? Really? Yeah. Because we would play gigs, right, with other artists and stuff in L.A. Mm-hmm. It would be like, maybe like one in like 10 or one in 20, it would be like, oh, that person's like it factor. Hmm. Like, uh, Black Pumas used to like street perform across from us, right? Yeah. Um, but here, in back home, it's like almost every other person you meet, it's like, wow. They have that thing. Like, they yeah. have so much raw talent. They're so unique unto themselves. Um they just don't have like the resources or the maybe just like the information to you know go and excel. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. But yeah, it, that's exactly yeah, it. I was, I was, when you talked about amazing. it, that, that was immediately what came to mind. Yeah, like, the, the that whole collaborative that yeah. uh, Bruno put together. Yeah, where wow. they were they were doing all these albums and you were doing all these songs. Uh, the Bob song, the um, you know CeeLo Green, all that stuff. Tons. Like, what is that? Oh yeah, it's Bruno Mars writing with the Smeezingtons. And I went, yeah. Who the f- Freak out us, yeah. things. and then you realize, oh, yeah, it's it's this guy from that band and this guy from that band. Yeah, and they just get together and they go, well, let's do this. Yeah, okay. Now they need uh, this yeah. kind of song and That's they need so this yeah. kind yeah. of song. I've been trying to get songs from people for the last few years because I we just don't have content for the pure heart stuff. And oh man, call me up. All right, I'll call you. There you, you go. All right, You're all yeah, set. I mean, I, yeah. I've worked with a few guys. We just haven't come t- yeah. together. Uh, haven't found anything <laughs> that John I'm like. goes. Because John goes, can you like come to me? Do I have no, to? No, no, go no. I've, I've gone out and I've, you know. And I used to write a lot with uh, Alex Kawakami. We used to oh, write I love a Alex. bunch of stuff together. So. 
You guys, maybe you and him and Alex, you get in a room together and you guys just write something. <laughs> yeah. Just write something, see what you guys I'm go just, I'm just not a writer. That's my thing. But so that's the thing. You don't have to be the best writer. Yeah. You just have to be yourself and say, yeah. this is what I need to say and this is what mm-hmm. I'm about right now. Yeah. And I want a song like this. Yeah. Like, your job isn't to, like, pump you know iron right. every day that's my job my job every day is to wake up and I make mean, sure that i'm in like the end i just figured my, my deal is i i play and i sing and I'm, I'm pretty good at that so that's what yeah. i do but you know like um didn't you write you came into my life jake wrote that but did you write a song though you i've written song some that? songs yeah You've but 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 the songs that i've written like I have to force myself to like okay I'm gonna write for X hours a day you know like I'm gonna just do it every day and it's not like I'm enjoying myself so I'm not gonna do it you know like I, I don't I, enjoy it either well e- either yeah so but but I mean I have so many things going on that my life has come down to just what do I what will I do like mm-hmm. I because I enjoy it because yeah. if I don't enjoy it, I'm not gonna do it so just I take just one yeah. day off from playing Fortnite and you'll be fine for like four songs hell yeah I play Fortnite no, I have he no time so for addicted. video games he is so yeah. addicted to that stupid game and, okay wait, wait, we so gotta, we this go. this is very like this is how simple it is right most of the people I work with aren't like great like strong writers right they're mostly <clears> artists yeah. and we just say hey come over for four hours by the time you leave we'll have a song wow and like they don't have to be great they just have to be themselves okay I'm, I'll be over yeah, let me know. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. All right, okay. Last question. We gotta mm-hmm. wrap it up. If oh. you, this is our one yeah. music. Well, we talked about music this whole time. <laughs> this is our our main music. <laughs> this is the first time we've yeah. all we've done yeah. is talk music. All right. If you're stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, and you can only take three albums with you to listen to for the rest of time. What would those three albums be? I have to take the greatest hits from the Eagles oh, because yeah. that is my yeah. favorite band of all time. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll give that one. All right. <laughs> Uh, Coltrane, Love Supreme. Oh wow! And oh. wait, wait, wait. Which greatest hits? You want one and two, or you just, just one? Just, just one. Number one. Yeah, just oh, one. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Um, and mm, man, that's that's tough. I don't know what would be the third. The Bruce? No, definitely not my music. <laughs> I don't listen to my music. <laughs> um, How do people find it, by the way? Uh, just everywhere, Spotify. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, we'll put yeah. a link in the description. Yeah, you know, you can go to our Instagram, The Brews 808. Like, we're selling a vinyl record of it, too. It's oh, cool. It'll take a year to get here, but you can pre-order it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the third would be. Honest to God, I really don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Right what? said Fred? Definitely <laughs> not right said Fred. Chumbawamba? <laughs> I like Chumbawamba. I do, I do. I do like Chumbawamba. Um... You know what? I'll say Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's ah, back. Yeah. Really? Backstreet yeah. Boys. It's like the nostalgia factor. You, you, know, you, know? you know what's going to happen? I mean, I'm no. going to the New Kids on the Block in a couple of weeks. You are. I am too. You're I'm gonna going be there? twice. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Because um, Danny Wood gave me tickets. Oh. Ooh. He's a cool dude. So, uh, yeah, they, they, one day there'll be a Backstreet Boy similar to New Kids on the Block concert. I'll probably go to that one too. The Backstreet Boys, they're a really good concert. If you mm-hmm. get a chance, oh, you should go imagine, see them. Yeah. They're yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that was, it's one of the nice things about those 80s, 90s, 70s bands. Mm-hmm. Like, they know how to put on a yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't walk out there. Well, unless it's Don Henley, who just walks out there and sings. But mm-hmm. everybody else has an actual show that they do, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Chaz, thank you, man. This, thank this you, Chaz. Flew oh, by. Sorry about the beginning. <laughs> we had, like, so many I love guests, it. That was funny. People, but it was fun. All right, uh, to our audience, we'll see you next week. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to do a thing where he sings or something? 
no, we did not plan on it. So <laughs> thank you, everybody. And <laughs> two we, guitarists, two guys. We will see you next oh, week. Oh, you guys are killing me. Thanks. Two eagles. Bye-bye. Come on. <laughs>